Hi everyone and welcome back to the Not Your Average podcast where I help you be your best from the inside out. Now I just want to take a moment to pay tribute to the family, um, specifically the wife and children of the late Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gigi. Um, We send prayers to his family and as well as the other people who died uh, so tragically in that helicopter crash. We wish them nothing but comfort and strength and wisdom as they navigate what can only be described as an unthinkable time. So I just wanted to take the time because this podcast is all about authenticity and when someone, even someone that you don't know, um, has made an impact on you, um, that just goes to show how important it is to each of us for us to cultivate our gifts to live out our calling because you will have an impact to many people who you will never know and it's not necessarily about your gift in and of itself it's your ability to rise above challenge and your ability to stay committed and your ability to display growth in character that will speak ultimately and that will leave a legacy so just wanted to pay tribute to him his daughter and his family and to acknowledge the other people in that incident so speaking of character and speaking of leaving a legacy today's episode episode four in the series is about being a powerful woman now there's a lot to be said about women as I'm sure you know, especially if you are one, and their role in leadership, whether it's in a professional or personal context. And the reality is, uh, we live in a male-dominated society, and that doesn't mean in terms of numbers, because um, from what we know in the world in terms of data collection and censuses, there's actually more women than there are men in the world. Um But what I mean by a male-dominated society is I'm talking about in terms of perspectives and thinking and norms and expectations and um, double standards sometimes, access to financial independence in some parts of the world, standards of beauty certainly, and even city design. You know, I was reading a book the other day about how how buildings and um, certain aspects of a city are not designed, for example, for women and even for example um who use uh push chairs or prams or buggies whatever you call them in your region so making space even on the pavement or for example how many toilets are in a particular building and how frequently they are on each floor i'm sure those of you um know the famous story that cheryl sandberg mentioned in lean in in her book um about going for a c-suite meeting in the middle of new york this really wasn't that long ago maybe like 10 years ago and she said she asked for the toilet and they had to get her someone to escort her about maybe a couple of floors below because there were no female toilets on the executive floor and so that was very very telling because that wasn't in the dark ages that was in the recent past and as to the point where a woman was able to reach that level 
and so that's really telling about the current world we live in and um it's within this context even with the great strides that have been made in the recent past to make women more visible more heard um and to really take note of our impact and our part to play in the world's conversation because we do make up as i said more than half and we do end up being so influential in so many ways um i think there's there's a new issue to tackle and it's one that's kind of a hybrid of what already existed but it's a stereotype that a powerful woman you know is somehow bossy or difficult or aggressive um especially those who face uh who are part of ethnic minorities particularly black women um who have these stereotypes put on them because whenever a woman is assertive it seems that that's met with resistance even though there's the call for us to be confident and to believe in ourselves there's that sense of actually you can believe in yourself but like not too much you know don't do too much of this or it's automatically assumed that believing in yourself and being able to articulate a point succinctly and with firmness it's automatically assumed that that's a male trait when actually it's quite neutral and because it's necessary for all of us to be able to communicate in our personal and professional lives so aside from the political sur- issues surrounding women's empowerment i wanted to examine what it means to be a powerful woman you know what does it mean in this day and age to exercise your power as i said in some ways we've made great strides but in other ways we've still got a long way to go and that's not to be pessimistic that's actually to be encouraging and to be aware of how amazing it is that some of us if you're holding if you're listening to this and you're holding a phone in your hand or if you're listening to this on a laptop or whatever you live in a part of the world where you are more privileged than a majority of the women in this world and so regardless of whether you're a woman or a man and so it's important that you understand your place in that and how you can help so this is by no means a pessimistic episode it's actually one where we can examine and really look at things and be thinking beings not just people who go with what the programming of society is but actually people who think for themselves you know are you aware of what it means i'm speaking to the ladies about what it means to exercise you know your power you know how do you cultivate it and do you even do you use it for good or other means and how does it affect how you relate to other people and other women and if you're a person of faith um as many of you know I'm a christian you know how does being a powerful woman affect how you show up in the world and the assumptions and the um labels that come with being I can't speak for any other woman of any other faith apart from Christianity what it means to be a woman of faith and so in order to dive into what it means to be a powerful woman my first point is that you have to realize that you have power and you have a voice you have power and you have a voice you're not waiting for someone else to give you permission or to um 
wait until the right time to exercise it if you're waiting for that then you'll be waiting forever but a lot of women even those who appear to have outward power um tend to be vulnerable sometimes to forgetting or not recognizing the type of power that they possess for example it's said that even in households where women are the breadwinners it is often women who hold the spending power and ultimately make the consumer decisions which is why a lot of things around retail are very female oriented in terms of even the setup of a website of the shop of um advertisements and how they target that family picture because women hold the purse strings really essentially in the workplace it is a soft power for example that allows women to navigate and shape outcomes in a m- manner that really it may not be received if a man did it you know a soft power that is holistic that looks beyond the situation um that is more gentler but still as potent in its approach because sometimes you'll have more people pay attention to you if for example you're an introvert you may not say much but when you do speak it's because it's considered and thought through or if you're an extrovert it's because you're able to bring that feminine energy in a way that is not cowering or shrinking but has that sense of power to it and i want to be clear that femininity is not about being a doormat it's not about tolerating things that are not honoring of you and so this is why i wanted you to sort of really understand that you already have power you already have a voice you're not waiting to gain a position or gain a relationship status or gain a certain monetary level or friendship social popularity level you're not waiting for that you already have it and so if you don't understand that you have it intrinsically and a voice you're not going to show up in any interaction with a personal professional with a sense of confidence um and so when you recognize that you understand that women are different but not less equal than men we're just different there's beauty in that there's a strength in that um it's not something to shy away from it's not something to use to disparage men because i think that men are key allies and partners in this role of uplifting women and creating a society where there's respect and value placed upon women beyond their physicality beyond their ability to entertain in the sense of what is perceived as soft and light behavior but actually because we have an intuition and a strength and a resilience and um a level of intelligent a level of nurturing a level of um perception that is different and just as unique and just as special as what men bring to the table and so they're not your enemies they are not at all we are in collaboration because we are equal we're just different and so the key is to examine the ways in which our power has been disparaged so for example when you're showing emotion um i've had one particularly i have to say toxic actually boss um 
assume and, and tell me in front of my colleagues, oh, you're a bit hysterical. Um, in that context, I actually wasn't showing the emotion. It's actually quite the opposite. And he was talking about my writing. Um, and But this is something that's seen as women. And so what I find is a lot of women tend to imitate what is assumed to be classically male behaviors by being extremely stoic where they go the complete opposite end of the spectrum they so they show no empathy no leeway just no understanding because they perceive that as weakness but actually when in fact being able to feel and not act on emotion and process is where your power lies so you're able to acknowledge emotion but you're not driven by them that helps you to be able to be someone who is decisive and thought through and so for example if you advocate for yourself in meetings um, or a relationship or even in family context it's not unusual for that to be seen as oh you're being a bit you know manly a bit pushy or a bit difficult Um, but this is because women have been socialized to cater to the invincible opinions of everyone else and not to be able to take care of their own needs so i'll say that again you know we're given these labels because we are socialized to cater to everyone's invincible and actually stereotypical opinions of what a woman should be and then put our needs on the back burner um caring for other people is uh a dominantly female trait it's not necessarily present all and that is not to say that men can't be caring but we just express it in a different way however it's been maligned and misused and it's been used as a way to not allow women to be seen as whole beings as if the only way that you're feminine is by taking care of something outside of you but actually that's not the way it's just one aspect of it and being able to take care of yourself first and foremost or as they say on the airplane put your mask on yourself first before you put it on somebody else it's actually one of the key building blocks and foundation of being feminine because you're able to set the tone and lead and show by example so the power that women um have is that of a discerning word a different perspective bringing safety and belonging to interactions intuition decisiveness the ability to recognize the beauty in the world around them it could be something as simple as noticing a flower or how something smells or you know how amazing a fabric feels so little details that people may acknowledge for like a microsecond but you're able to really take it in and be in the present moment and that is a gift um and so your true power lies in being able to explore that however that manifests within you and your specific personality as a woman and that is your true power um and it allows you to show up fully so understand that you do have a voice you do have power you just have to be able to awaken to that that fact and be able to see as i personally believe that god has already made you powerful you're not looking he never created a woman for me that was weaker than the man if anything she was the crown of creation and she was created to actually help the man which means that she was the solution to 
a problem that he had so she brought an answer and this is very specific obviously in the context of romantic relationships but that shows you even from the very beginning um in terms of what I personally believe you may believe different and um that's okay um but in terms of that that just shows you the reverence and the regard and the position that women hold it's not weaker it is just different so in terms of number two how to be a powerful woman number two is authenticity you know it takes courage particularly in this day and age where everyone's on instagram facebook youtube not those aren't bad mediums i use them as you well know so make sure that you visit my instagram (laughs) to check out more of um the igtv series so you can see what i look like in case you're wondering um but there i cover different topics from what i cover here but in terms of being authentic you're seeing everyone's filtered life and to some extent in order to get by during the day and to be able to live life you do have to have um a sense of self-control but that's different from wearing a mask and a lot of people say hey, of course you wear a mask you know you're not going to say the same thing to your doctor as you would your you know your family or whatever but in every interaction a powerful woman shows up authentically that's why it can make others feel uncomfortable because most people are wearing masks and when you're not someone who wears masks it's very obvious um when you encounter people who do but a powerful woman refuses to wear a mask but rather learns to communicate as is required for her immediate situation there is a distinct difference between knowing your audience and knowing who they are and who you're speaking to and wearing a mask as i said earlier you know when you're fake it can be detected by everyone both men and women but it also means that you're not being honest with yourself and ensuring that your needs and your voice are being heard so wearing a mask is not only preventing you from connecting with other people whether it be a complete stranger whether it be um someone on your job who may need experience and wisdom that you have that you can share with them but you're so busy trying to look all powerful that you don't really realize that there's a a moment for you to extend your influence in a good way and so when you're wearing a mask you're not able to show up authentically because you're fearful of the consequences of showing up authentically but when you remove that fear you also remove the dishonesty that you may have with yourself about how you think you should be And so the key to remaining authentic is to first identify what your standards and values are and then seek to make decisions, speak and treat others from that foundation. So what are your standards and values? Values are the principles in which you live your life by. So for example, honesty, kindness, um, reciprocity, um, freedom in the sense that you allow people to be themselves just as you expect them 
to allow you to be yourself and that is a healthy sense of freedom we don't we're not here to control one another um it could be respect um so whatever it is that you feel are key things that you are non-negotiable about in terms of how you live and what you want the temperature of your life to be those are your values your standards for example are the ways the behaviors that stem from your values so for example if you say that respect is one of your values it doesn't just go for how others treat you how what you will allow uh, or how other people treat you it's about how while you allow yourself to treat yourself so for example do you make promises to yourself and say i'm going to go to the gym three times this week do you keep that promise to yourself so respect is not just about your interactions it's about how your relationship with yourself because if you can display respect to yourself then you will more easily um demand that from other people because of how you already treat yourself so do you keep promises to yourself do you um you may think actually i don't agree to plans unless they are i don't know the number three keeps coming up unless they're agreed three days in advance because i want to teach myself and others to respect my time um your standards are similar to boundaries except your standards are also non-negotiables in the sense that you may think actually on this particular evening maybe in romantic relationships you have a certain standard and if you if somebody talks to you in a certain way that is less than respectful then do you respect yourself and alert them to that and say hey whilst i appreciate your presence it's also negotiable and it's also based on your level of respect for showing me that i have value and so it's it's your standards are the behaviors and the rules that you create around your life not to be rigid or not have fun actually it allows you to really be yourself and it allows you to live a healthy life when you have um principles and things that you just don't budge on you know that doesn't mean that you can't have fun that doesn't mean that you can't um try new things it doesn't mean that you can't you know take healthy uh moral risks in life because everything is on the other everything amazing is really on the other side of fear but it just means that you're not somebody who's moved by every which way you're not going with the latest fad the latest clique the latest trend you know you're authentic in who you are because you have established your values and standards for yourself not what other people tell you should be your values and standards but what is your values and standards for yourself so authenticity it's not simply being true to yourself it's being honest with yourself in all matters so that when you're present in any given situation rather than wasting mental energy worrying about how you should respond or represent yourself you already know how you will show up in that situation it's not determined by other people either so you are also not giving your personal power away by being on a puppet string you're going in there knowing already and determining already you can't get yourself ready for example to not be scared of heights for example if you're just about to go on a bungee jump 
just to use a silly example you have to be able to prepare yourself mentally beforehand you can't just see that oh look at me i just found myself bungee jumping i just so happened to be <laughs> about to bungee jump no you have to be able to prepare yourself mentally for things because when you find yourself in that situation that's when your true self will be able to come out and you don't want that to be dictated by emotion or circumstance and especially not other people so a powerful woman is authentic and my third point is powerful women do not emulate men and emulate just means copy as i mentioned earlier you know i see a lot of women trying to copy typically typically masculine behaviors because not everyone behaves a certain way um but there's a reason why women have innate characteristics and although not every woman is the same at all and in fact we're all different just as all men are different in the sense of their personal um the specific characteristics they have you know what you bring to the table is supposed to be different to men that's why it's complementary you know the dominant en- energies that women and men have are complementary to one another because they are different it's like two batteries or two magnets you know if you're too similar you can repel each other but then and that's about that can be about your personality things like that so it's not just about the feminine and masculine traits but it's about having that complementarity so women who emulate men as opposed to assertive confident women usually do so in order to gain respect from others which they should really begin by giving themselves no one can give you what you do not already possess and so if you like value and respect yourself how you show up will align with that and the majority of people will show up and deal with you accordingly so i'm not behaving a certain way so that i can get people to do certain things that's called manipulation i'm behaving a certain way going back to number 2 i know my values and my standards they are determined by who i know i am not by how i see other men acting and again it pre- it stops you from wearing a mask that other people can see through anyway even if they play along with you i, I can guarantee you people who are perceptive can read through anyway but when you embrace your femininity and all the nuances that it brings you understand that it's not secondary to men it's not less it's just different and there's power in listening before you speak there's so much power in being kind in trusting your intuition in looking after yourself and when you have the courage to be yourself you allow other women to do so as well now i'm not going to sit here and lie to you and tell you that you're going to get endless support from other women because again society socializes women to see each other as competition when we're actually not um i've never understood the jealousy cattiness you know all that maliciousness um to the point where i was very naive about it but when you are yourself after a while the very people who may be hostile towards you will later ask you and admire the fact that you are steadfast and true to who you are why because it's not a mask and you're not trying to be a guy you know as ever sexism will also rear its head it just is what it is it's just a part of the world but that's not a reflection on you or 
it's not an excuse or a catalyst for you to erase your femininity. If you erase your femininity, then you're effectively erasing parts of yourself. You know, on the other hand, um, you know, I'm aware how women are criticized into non-existence by people suggesting that we use our feminine allure to get ahead, especially if you are an attractive woman. I'm not going to lie about that. Um, I think that is very, that is an all, all too common accusation thrown at women. Um, and so it is a catch-22. I can understand why some women would want, would see femininity as something that takes away from their intelligence. But you don't have to choose between being beautiful and being intelligent. I believe when both combined, you become a powerful woman when you embrace those essential and really God-given characteristics. A woman is both. She's not one or the other. Femininity doesn't mean that you have to choose between being quote-unquote girly and then being intelligent. A powerful woman and a feminine woman is both. Um, but like being authentic, you know, see your difference as a blessing. You know, if you're the only woman in the boardroom, for example, speak up and wear heels if that's what you want to do. You don't have to wear flats in order to show, look at me, I'm so serious. I'm such a businesswoman. No, show up, but take yourself seriously first and then others will follow. You know, smile at people, give a compliment. Don't wait for other people to say hi to you. You set the tone, whether they give you a response, none of your business. I also don't believe in casting my pearl among swine. So if you see a pattern of your value not being acknowledged, then you may want to gracefully move yourself elsewhere. But in the sense of when you show up, you show up because you are happy and confident within yourself. And so therefore you can show kindness to other people. It's not a weakness. It's you setting the tone and being a leader in that situation. But that's not you copying how men act in order to get respect. It's just you saying this is the standard of treatment that I expect people to behave at when they're around me because I choose to show it first. I choose to show that kindness first. So leverage your difference. It's an opportunity. It's not a liability. No matter how many messages you may get in the media, at work, at home, in your family, maybe there's a, you know, there's not been a lot of wisdom and knowledge passed down about how to be a truly powerful woman you're either taught to be really tough and rough but you are required to bring forth different aspects of yourself as I said in different contexts so how you speak to someone or how you address someone if you're having a difficult conversation at work for example and you're the boss is very different from how you would speak to your spouse if you are at home, I would hope so anyway, <laughs> because you're speaking to someone in a personal context where there's a history and there's commitment and there's a sense of responsibility that has absolutely nothing to do with work. Whereas in work, you are there setting the tone for that relationship and you are there to effectively mentor that person. You're not there to mentor your spouse. You influence your spouse, you inspire your spouse, you um help one another grow and then sometimes you can mentor each other but in the work context it's completely different 
And so a feminine woman isn't going to emulate men in all aspects of her life. She's going to be aware that there is power in who she is. And my fourth point is that powerful women, being a powerful woman, a powerful woman celebrates others. You know, people like to be around, to do business and work with people they like, know and trust. So powerful women don't wait to be praised. But as I said before, they do the praising because they've just developed an internal mechanism for self-praise. When celebrating others, this is not, and I repeat, this is not about sucking up to people. It's not about brown nosing them or identifying, you know, things that you can hone in on so you can get your way it's about genuinely admiring things in others and being able to vocalize that as I as I mentioned at the start of this program the unexpected passing of Kobe Bryant life is short so why not be someone who adds value to others by celebrating them because this is leadership you know when I say genuine traits it means that's something that you spotted in someone that they may not be aware of that is true first of all you're not just you know trying to brown nose them or build them up but you're setting them up and you're showing that you're a leader so that they can view themselves well you know powerful women don't compete insecure women compete insecure women make passive aggressive comments insecure women you know huddle in the corner and whisper about what this girl who does she think she is don't worry about that if you are on the receiving end of that just hold your head up high and keep carrying on doing and being authentic to yourself because after some time people will run out of steam there's only so long that they can talk about you but more importantly don't back down from who you are don't let somebody who's at a lower emotional level pull you down to their level rather be an influencer who pulls them up and so powerful women don't use compliments to manipulate how others view them as well um i don't know whether you've had this where someone couldn't care less about you if you're not around anybody that they deem important but then if you're around someone who's important or popular or, or you know someone who can help them they deliberately compliment you in front of other people because they're doing that to create a social idea of them that is not true it's, it's completely false um but when you celebrate others authentically you do it regardless of who's watching you don't care who's around because you really want to see others feel good about themselves and at the heart of this as i said is authenticity and the the ability to net network well by forming meaningful not just useful relationships so i would apply this to the workplace as well don't form alliances with people because you think this will be useful yes we all know the person who's a decision making can be helpful in your career but ultimately what will make a meaningful um professional connection is one way you genuinely have a rapport with them so always go for authenticity you can never fail at that and if you wish those around you to be more positive start by how you interact with others 
whilst there will inevitably be those who assume that you're sucking up to people or that you're not genuine or that you're fake or that you know you get ahead by doing this it doesn't matter it doesn't matter drown out the noise and carve away by being the one who sets the temperature in the room and the last thing i want to add about this issue of celebrating others you know powerful women don't celebrate others to get approval from men we don't compliment people so that men will like us and think oh she's so sweet no we do it because of character we do it because you don't know what seed you'll sow in that person's life they may not tell you they may not even react they may not show that they care but you never know and so powerful women are able to understand there's power in your words there's power in your demeanor there's power in how you make people feel about themselves whether you think you are impactful to them or not and my fifth point is powerful women do not care what others think of them now that's not to say that you're not mindful about how you carry yourself because we'll go back to one of my earlier points about authenticity and setting standards and values your standards your values and for me personally my faith determines how i live my life which is different from somebody who's dictated by what other people think of them and so they contort and change and become different things based on the reactions of others but then you may attract unscrupulous individuals who see how sensitive you are to any tiny bit of you know negative reaction or disapproval from them and so when you don't you genuinely don't care what other people think but you live by principles you live by standards you are not going to you're going to repel unhealthy people naturally so when you live by your values that are true to you you will treat people well you will treat people treat people well you'll be on time you'll take responsibility for yourself you will set goals you will um compliment or praise people as i said before because it's driven from your internal not from your external you know opinions are the one thing that you can't control you can't control what somebody has fabricated assumed in their mind about you as 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 crazy as that may sound you really can't and you know you will live a painful life if you're ruled by what you suspect others think of you or what their behavior may confirm most people will even if they think negatively of you will not tell you especially if maybe somebody else has told them something about you or that's not true things like that and as somebody who has lived through that um i can tell you that it's really not that big of a deal at all because what you don't want is people who are so quick to think badly about you because for example of what somebody else said and so when you live your life and you're not bothered by that they will see that eventually what somebody else told them has zero grain of truth because you don't care your behavior doesn't correspond with the accusation that was made. So that's just one example about not caring because you understand that opinions don't pay bills. Opinions don't wake you up in the morning. Opinions don't give you peace. Opinions are just that op- things that are subject to change. And so powerful women have a vision for themselves and do not allow others or society to write it for them no matter what.
so when you care about what others think of you you're allowing them to essentially determine your life and dictate your life so it's like being in a car and you know we've got those new driverless cars now where you are in the car and you're sitting there but the car is driving itself and the steering wheel is moving well actually that's what it's like for you metaphorically when you allow other people to and their thoughts and their behaviors to drive what you do because you're it's like you're in a driverless car you're you feel like you're going somewhere like you have some say because you're in the driver's seat but actually other people's opinions are the one who are driving you and moving the steering wheel so not caring does not mean being cold or or aloof or lacking in empathy or emulating what are traditionally seen as masculine traits because but i also don't think being aloof and having no empathy is a masculine trait at all i just think again that's an unfortunate um byproduct of how society has told men to be but i believe they have a great capacity to care for others and we just need to be more educated about giving them the space to do so but it means being the opinion of yourself that you have is the most important for me the opinion that god has is the most important the and the thing is god doesn't necessarily have opinions he just has truth and the good thing about truth is that it's not changeable it doesn't change on a whim change on a season like people do like you and i do <laughs> you know one you know one minute you might be feeling a bit oh i'm feeling a bit dodged today and it just could be just that you're a bad curry and then you could at the end of the day be feeling great and so as much as you will know how you can sometimes change your opinion on something or someone that's how it is with other people so don't build your internal identity and don't place your power in other people's hands by letting it being dictated by opinions and so in order to gain intrinsic confidence separate opinions from identity i'll say that again intrinsic com- confidence means opinions is separate from identity what others think of you doesn't define you unless you let it you know les brown one of um the speakers that i admire the most for his tenacity and his ability to not be just um financially successful but more importantly he overcame so many things that would have probably taken other people out but the key the thing that i spot is that he didn't allow what other people told him about who he is to dictate what he did and so as a woman we're more susceptible than men um to labels and expectations from others as i said that's just how we're conditioned um but you don't have to follow that conditioning you can think for yourself and you have your own path and your own race to run so powerful women do not care what other people think rather they live by values and principles also if you're not going to know someone in 5 years don't give them more than 5 minutes in terms of any mental energy conserve your energy conserve your emotional energy Don't give everyone access to it. Let people be do what they want while you focus on what you can control which is you. And number 6, powerful women invest in their personal growth. Whether this be attending events, 
seeking out informal mentors, challenging limiting beliefs, growing your relationship with God, improving your health, being disciplined in your finances, removing toxic people, learning to accept help in any um, context. There is a myriad of things that a powerful woman does that allow her to grow and not live or leave life to chance you know I personally believe that you're a co-creator with God it says that we're made in his image and so if you don't design your life life will design life for you um write down how you envision each area of your life to be you know your health your finances your family your friendships your um relationship your whatever it may be your hobbies um don't hold back from dreaming big either your career for example and then get really specific about the small steps that you're going to take maybe start every month so that it's not so overwhelming and then drill down to every day so that you can get yourself one step closer to where you want to be you know a house is built one brick at a time and so it's important to start where you can when you grow yourself you are not only teaching others how to treat you by how you value yourself but you are also allowing for better things and people to enter your life because of who you become in the process so a powerful woman invests in herself and her personal growth because she understands that who she becomes will enable her to be able to um, carry and manage the blessings that are on the way well. It allows her to recognize them, but it also allows her to cultivate and nurture and grow and carry those blessings well because of who she becomes in the process that's more important than what or who you have. And so in conclusion, being powerful is not a one-size-fits-all for women it's about embracing your voice it's about embracing your femininity your mind to think for yourself your authenticity however that may show up for you you know power has many forms as we all know and we all know you know as we can see from the state of the world and leadership and people are hungry um for leadership as we know that can take on a good form I can take on a bad form. But the key thing is that you have to know that you possess power already as a powerful woman. And the most potent power that you have is influence. So never underestimate your impact. And so to recap, how to be a powerful woman. Find ways for you and yourself. Maybe this podcast has sparked a a note or something inside your mind that lets you think about how you can be a powerful woman in your own sphere of influence. So number one, realize that you have a voice and you have power. Number two, show up authentically, choose to be authentic. We don't do masks. They always come off. They will always be exhausting emotionally and physically. And most importantly, excuse me, I've always found that those individuals who wear masks are generally the unhappiest even if they seem to have the most quote unquote power they have to do and keep wearing the mask that they put on in the beginning to maintain that 
um, but they don't really realize and aren't truly awakened to their own value. Number three, powerful women do not emulate men because you're not a man, you're not any less than, you're just different. Number four, powerful women celebrate others, uplift others, not to create a facade for themselves, but to really empower those around them. Number five, powerful women don't care what other people think about them. You live by standards and principles rather than opinions. And number six, powerful women invest in their personal growth. So I hope those tips helped you. I really wanted to be thorough and dedicate more time to this topic because it's such an important one not only because I'm a woman but because of the things that I've observed the things that I've learned the things that I've overcome the things that I've been able to uncover on this journey of growth this is a journey that will never end for each and every one of us we are always learning something if we're paying attention but one of the key things I feel now that is so important for this time and this moment is for women to realize that they're already powerful and that doesn't mean relinquishing their femininity it doesn't mean being hard and cold and aloof and all the things that this world is teaching people is cool no it means embracing who you are authentically embracing who you are as a feminine woman and also showing up with intelligence and decisiveness when the time calls for it so i hope that helped you as ever share with anyone in your world this episode there's always a link um i would go to there's always going to be a link in this podcast but also a link on my instagram channel so that you can listen to it and send that link to people in your world i really am passionate about giving people tools and things that and sharing what i've learned so that you can be equipped in your own life Thank you so much for watching and I'll see you or talk to you rather on the next episode. Bye.